chilled your delicate sensibilities. This has explicit fucking content. My name is Angela, and I have 30 years experience in the adult entertainment industry. And I'm Jordana, and I would suck a dick for a Diet Coke. Drift Bear. I love a Diet Coke. Oh, they're so tasty. Yeah, I'm actually a Diet Pepsi kind of gal, but I mean, a Diet Coke in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's weird because everything else is going to zero sugar, or that's the name. Mm -hmm. I guess they're not allowed to use Diet anymore, but I've noticed Diet Coke's still hanging on. They have two versions. There's the Coke Zero, which is mm -hmm. garbage, and there's Diet Coke. The same with Pepsi. They have... Diet Pepsi still. And the Pepsi Zero. They're holding on. They are. They They're... taste different. Oh, they do. You, you know, yeah. the, the Zeros and the, the diets. Completely agree. Why can't they use the word diet anymore? I'm not 100% sure that they can't, but I believe they cannot. I think it's been phased out because it gives the false impression that it is good for you. That it's healthy in some way. It yeah. is not good for you in any way. It it's is... good for your taste buds. Yes. So delicious. And I believe that all the preservatives and whatever chemicals are in the soda is actually preserving my looks to a degree. So that's my elixir of youth. I think it's time for us to find out if Keith Richards, in fact, drinks <laughs> diet <Dice> soda. soda. <laughs> Could be onto something there. You know, I bet Keith Richards would taste really bad. I agree. <laughs> I don't even want to. I thought about it and I was done with that thought. Mm -mm, not for me. No, no bueno. Like, I don't mean the outside. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like if I was going to cannibalize a human. Oh, I don't know. Mm, he would be bitter and I don't want to eat oh, human, human meat, but it would be bitter. You think bitter? I do. And probably real tough. Yeah, tough. I'm thinking tough <laughs> and bitter. <laughs> I bet cat meat is greasy. I don't know about cat meat, but I feel like guinea pigs would be tasty. <laughs> <laughs> they eat them in places and I feel like they're probably pretty tasty. I would eat a guinea pig. But they're so adorable, I could not. I would do it. I you would, would try it. Am I going to get in trouble saying that? <laughs> oh, probably. I'm kidding. This is a joke. I would totally not eat a guinea pig. <laughs> she would. Shut your filthy whore mouth. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about, I went into Aldi the other day. Yeah. And my husband was looking at the meat there and I was like, get that shit out of your hands and he was like why and I was like because Aldi got in trouble for selling horse meat as steaks or some shit that's where we buy our meat well I guess I'll eat a horse too I don't think it was in the United States it was in Europe somewhere if I buy one thing I want it to be that thing if I want to eat a horse I'll drink some glue gross <laughs> Tonight's like you never did that when you were little. I put it on my hands and then peeled it off. And then you ate the peelings. No, I did not eat the peelings. <laughs> Breaking news. On to the news of the week. Give it to me, Jordana. So evidently, Geico may have to make a $5.2 million payout to a lady in Missouri because she got an STD in the back seat of one of their insured vehicles. So Geico, the insurance company, has to pay money to a lady who had sex in a car that they insured. I didn't know that you got paid for getting an STI. I didn't know that there was compensation for that. Well, she's trying to make it so there is. I mean, does your homeowner's insurance have to pay out if you get it in a house? If oh so, why don't we all know this? I guess there's always a first for everything. I guess. Insurance rates are going up. I feel like if this girl wins, that people are going to be banging in cars left and right. More than already. I started thinking of all of those 
women in the 50s like you see the movies of people at lovers lanes yeah like making and out and they have like their girdles up <laughs> over their heads and shit i feel like those ladies needed compensation agreed that had to be an awkward and incredibly uncomfortable situation listen up geico related to sex in automobiles i was driving home from work one night and a car was pulled over to the side it was late and i was concerned so i looked and there was a person banging another person on the hood of the car just off to the side of the road was this lately it wasn't i was like where can i go see this show i mean she was just legs up and his butt was out it was pasty (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they were just banging on the hood of the car outside in the open which I have no problems with. I just thought that it could be accident inducing. Like, doesn't it seem like something people would see and be like, what? And the next thing you know, gotta call Geico. <laughs> it also seems like something you could perhaps get on the registry for. Yes, they do. I'm assuming that sex outside would could. I don't know. Because that's a whole live sex act. Right. They just like to live on the edge, I guess. I guess so. Maybe that's what does it for them. Maybe. Maybe they were filming a video. They might have been. I didn't stop to ask. I'm going to look this up <laughs> on the porn. See what's happening. <laughs> what's the haves? I feel like I would have watched... I mean, I, de- I definitely looked. <laughs> I used to work at a gas station and whenever there would be people in the parking lot doing weird shit, I would paste my face to the window <laughs> and I would make them as uncomfortable as possible by watching for as long as I could until they would feel eyes on them and start looking around. And then it never failed. It was the woman would get uncomfortable and make them stop. And you would just think people fucking in such a public area would not be so prudish. (laughs) You would think. So back to Geico. Back to Geico. So the woman in this case, she agreed to an arbitration and the judge or attorney, whatever, overseeing this arbitration agreed with her that she was entitled to compensation. But Geico never even found out that this thing had gone to arbitration, that there was even a case in which they might have to pay out money for an SDI until after it was already done. So now Geico is trying to have the whole thing like overturned, reheard. So they're kind of been out of shape about it. Like they said that this is definitely not their territory. Like they are not responsible for what consenting adults do in the back of a car and what diseases they give each other. I hope they have to pay it. I hope this bitch gets 5.2 million dollars from the Geico. And I hope that little Geico gecko does a commercial about it. And I hope he comes out and he's like, hello folks, don't be boning in the back seats of cars without a condom on. I feel like this is a good job for him to do. It's a, it's a learning moment. I I get the desire to, you know, have sexual intercourse or, you know, participate in some sexy good times on the side of the road. I myself once um, with a gentleman, definitely not a gentleman, with this fella, (laughs) (laughs) um, participated in some fellatio on the side of the road late at night. Figured it's dark, there's nobody around, no big deal. So well, that's all done. And the next day I happened to drive by where we were pulled over and noticed the building across the street had a security camera pointed directly <laughs> where he had me standing. And it made me think, did he know about this? Was he looking at the video camera waving the whole time? I was sad. I even like texted him. I'm like, dude, did you know about this? He thought it was ridiculous, but it was there. There could be video. There could be. You might be on a website somewhere. I might be. 
wouldn't even be surprised. Some voyeur website. <laughs> yeah. Somebody might be somewhere talking about you right now. Like one day I was going through the security footage at my old job and there was this lady just going to town. <laughs> going to town. Our guest today is nationally ranked pole dancer and former Miss Nude Ohio. Welcome, Shayla. Hi, everyone. Hopefully we get some good information out today. I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about how you got into dancing. I was 19 when I started dancing, literally hit some hard times, had some loss in the family, had to like put on my big girl draws and take care of myself and like be an adult probably before I was ready to be an adult. Needed money, went out to a club out in Canton, got high. Soon as Hustler opened, went up to Hustler in Cleveland, and that's where like everything changed: competitions, titles, experience, meeting people, opportunities, learning how to network. Did you find that right off the bat you had this amazing aptitude for this, or is this a skill you developed over time? As far as pole dancing, yes, I'll say yeah. Like day one, I learned my first basic spin and from there I was hooked and then I saw it was my first time working a weekend night there was this girl working at the club so she would do all these tricks on the pole and I was just amazed and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna learn how to do that the way she commanded the attention in the room and not only just commanded the attention in the room but actually entertained the crowd and changed the energy in the room I wanted to do that so from there on and I just went into work during day shift when nobody was there, looked up pole tricks on YouTube, and I would get on stage, teach myself how to do the tricks, fall a few times, get right back up on the pony, and it just started to come naturally. Like, once you find the flow and learn the basics, it's just about having fun after that, and now I just have fun doing it. So tell us a little bit about competing in competitions like the pole dancer competition. So I did my first basic competition. It was at like a local bar out in Massillon and I got third place. But then I was like, okay, they compete in pole dancing. I got to find more. And it was a blessing that Hustler Club and you, Angela, were hosting Miss Pole Champ USA. And that was like my first time doing like a big competition. And I got to meet some amazing pole dancers, learn some new skill set. And I was like, oh, you're cool in titles and trophies and ha actually have fun and travel and put shows together and actually entertain. Sign me up. From then, after I did Miss Pole Champ USA, I just kept competing in Miss Pole Champ USA every year until like 2014. That was the last year I did Miss Pole Champ USA. I did Miss Nude Ohio. Thankfully, the intro to that branch of competition came from Hustler Club and Angela again. Like I said, working at Hustler provided me with opportunities and experiences that I otherwise would not have even known existed. So I'm always thankful to Angela for that. I would not have been able to compete. I wouldn't have 
not have known about competitions if it wasn't for like her bringing those elements into Cleveland and into the club. So I got to compete in Miss Nude Ohio a couple of times, do what I really enjoy doing, which is just being on the pole and entertaining. Miss Nude Ohio, is that is that a beauty pageant like Miss America? Like, are there women holding hands at the end till they hear the runners up? <laughs> Honestly, kind of, but the stripper version. So they have like categories where you have to do like bikini, where you're in your bikini, just like you would be at in a regular pageant. And it's literally a stripper pageant. You do your show, which would be the talent portion of the pageant. And then you have your evening wear, which is the award ceremony of the pageant. It really is like Miss America, but just new. You got to put a good show together. You got to not only just wow the judges, but entertain the club as a whole. You got to be so good to the point where like the girls you're competing against are like, yes, sis, you killed it. You killed it. We're in competition, but we don't cheer each other on. Like we gonna make sure everybody is rooting for everyone. Like you got to root for each other because the outside world not going to root for you. So this is a moment for us to celebrate us and how we do it and what we bring to the table and what we bring to the entertainment side of the world. I love it. I, I love doing competitions. I love the fact that Miss Nude Ohio is a state title. So I get to represent my state and perform and honestly not be ashamed of my body. Like, it's celebrated. It's celebrated having fun. It's celebrated being you in the skin that you're in and putting on a good show. Thankful for those things, obviously. So you touched a little bit on the camaraderie between the dancers, not just in competitions, but in general in the clubs that you work at. Is that pretty common where the girls for the most part get along? I think that a lot of people think that in the dressing room, it's all cat fights in the back. And so tell us what that's like. Okay. So the dressing room is like a sorority house in a way. Like, yeah, you have a little bit of cattiness and drama, but that comes with getting a bunch of girls and women and strong women at that together in one room. But in the dressing room, we laugh, we joke, we talk about the customers that don't spend no money. We do TikToks together. Like if you don't necessarily like somebody, you just don't talk to them. But it's not like a big cat fight every time everyone's in the dressing room. Like I can honestly say it's, I haven't even like, I haven't seen a handful of like physical altercations in dressing rooms. And I've worked in plenty of clubs in the United States. So it's more so the perception that's put on us than what the reality of it is. Like we really do all pretty much get along. At the end of the day, we're all there to make money. We're all doing the same thing. So it's like, what's really the beef? Beef only comes when it's like a slow night. Then everybody's frustrated, which sounds like a bunch of women. Anyway, as it sounds like a bunch of people in general, man or woman. If you have a bad day and there's a group of you that have had a bad day, everybody's in a bad mood. So I was like, don't talk to me. I ain't in the mood for all that loud shit. I ain't in the mood for all that loud mess. Calm down. Like, but when everything is good, we come back in the next day and it's a big party. We're like, let's take shots. Yes, girl. The outfit cute. You should wear them shoes. You need help straightening your hair. You missed that part. 
part, like, which going into dancing, that was definitely one of my mindsets. Like, oh, are you, the girls are going to be fighting all the time. Like, it's going to be a lot of cattiness, but it's really not like that. Everyone's experience is different, but I will say you get out of it the what you put in. So the type of energy you come into the dressing rooms with, the type of energy you step into the building with, you get that back in return. And I always try and come in on some positive stuff. Like, hey girl, hey, let's make some money because that's the energy we want to attract. We want to attract positive money vibes walking into the building. So got to put that out there. And we pick each other up. When one's down, somebody listening, somebody helping them up, giving them words of encouragement. So it's like a sorority, like a sisterhood in a way. Tell us some of the positive experiences or interesting places that you've been able to entertain. Tell us some of those stories. Some of the most positive experiences I've had is like just the opportunities that I've gotten through this industry. As much as I've gotten knocked down, I've had like some amazing opportunities. I've got to go to like the Exotica Expo to compete in Miss Pole Champ USA Nationals. That was an experience because the Exotica Expo is like, it's a big, huge sex convention done regionally. So to actually be able to go work the booths, but also take in all the atmosphere and meet all of these porn star celebrities, it was an experience to just take in. And I love a good experience. And then more so recently, I got to do shows with Snoop Dogg, like pole dancing on stage with Snoop Dogg. Oh boy. When I say that is an experience, walking out in front of 20,000 people just screaming is like an adrenaline rush through your body. Like, yeah, okay, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, now I got to turn up. Yes, Snoop Dogg is here, but I got to turn up. Some people want to see me too. I got to put on the show. Those have been like the high highs, like grateful for those opportunities. And just in general, being able to travel and work a lot of people don't get to travel because they have to work. I get to incorporate them both. I get to take workations is what I call them. So if I want to go to a beach, I'm looking at like Tampa, South Carolina. I'll like set up my auditions with the clubs and like go ahead and travel and work. But I also get to vacation at the same time. Like I get to enjoy life a little bit while still working. So that's truly is a big blessing in itself. I get to really be on my own schedule. And a lot of people can't, so thankful for that. And then the plus side, the money. So that's just the cherry on top. That's supposed to come anyway, but it's the experience and the knowledge that you gain through the industry that really makes the difference in how your experience is in the industry and your takeaways and how you grow and what your goals are in the industry. Like I wanted to dance on stage with Snoop Dogg, so I worked for it. Now I did it. That's a blessing. That's a manifestation. So financially, where and when, and I guess kind of what was your best night ever? Ooh. Okay. Since I travel a lot, I got to think about where I was (laughs) and like when, because years make a difference. So I'll have to 
say going out to Arizona was the best out in Phoenix, but that was a few years ago. And I say a few years ago, meaning like three plus years ago. And probably Daytona Beach during Biketoberfest. You hit certain events, you're going to make good money. And for a weekend, I'll take a good $10,000 on a weekend driving 14 plus hours. That's a good weekend. And I didn't have to pay for it all. That's a blessing. So it's just, it's like you strive for like those, but you want to make those big numbers in a night. And sometimes you can't think about like your biggest amount because chasing it is like, whew, I've hit 10,000 a couple of weekends. The first 10,000 weekend is really the driving force. 10,000, 15,000. Those aren't like regular numbers that are hit every night, every weekend. Those are, thank you, Jesus, for letting me hit these numbers this weekend and let me put this up for a rainy day. Now, I'd be thankful if I hit $5,000 on the weekend. Like, okay, it's slowing down. I have faith. Blessing part of the pandemic was curfews. So when clubs had to close at like 10, 11 o'clock at night, people actually came in earlier, spent money and left. So it wasn't like it is now where you're kind of waiting around from like 10 to 12, 30 for people to come in. It was like, and I'm in bed at a decent hour. Like I'm not up till three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. So that was the blessing. I wish people would come out earlier still. Like instead of it just being a rush at midnight, like come out earlier. Now it's not like this. Is everything is back open regularly. I will say people spent a little bit more money or maybe it seemed like more money because we was out for a long time, but people spent more money because they had like the PPP loan. One thing about the strip club, they say it's recession proof, but it's not recession proof. The thing with the strip club is when it's an infamous thing, when everything was shut down and like clubs were slowly starting to reopen, it kind of had a little bit more of a leery to it. Like, how are they reopening? How are they adjusting? So more people came in as opposed to it being like so flamboyantly posted on social media and popular now. Now people just want to sit in and watch have a beer, watch the game, not tip on stage, sit at the tip rail without giving a dollar. And it's like, you could have went to Applebee's and got cheaper beer. Wait a second. You have to compete with like a football game on stage? Yes. Yes. Football games, boxing matches, big sporting events. Yes. I don't know what pocket to put this in. (laughs) Girl, I'm just, I'd be shook too. Imagine being on stage and people looking past you to watch the game. It's like, hello, I'm here too. Now I got to climb the pole and be level with the TV so you can see me like, hello. (laughs) You know where you came. You know what's going on in this place. Like. Or you wanted to just watch the game and have a beer with your buddies. Flatiron is next door. There's a bar <laughs> around the corner you can hit down the street and nobody will like bother you about a lap dance. Oh, if y'all see a little thing moving, it's my dog. She's like Velcro to me. She has to like be on my lap <laughs> or attached to me. She's very much so Velcro, but we go everywhere together. So just as attached as she is to me, I am to her. <laughs> when you go on your workations, does she like go in the back of the club or what? where does she do? Um, she, do? she stays in the rooms, but she's on 
I'm like, she'd be with me. We'd be out of town together. <laughs> she'd have been every state that I'd been since I've had her. She's five now. So I've had her for like five years. She's been everywhere that I've been. We go on road trips together, flights together. We're Velcro. <laughs> Because for a minute, we was going somewhere every weekend. So between here and here in Mississippi, I did hit Florida in between and New Orleans. We do a lot of traveling, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I want to know why it's a bad thing. Take it back to regular clubs being hit or miss. It's the same thing when you travel. You may spend money on a hotel, flights house fees if you got to get a permit for that area you got to spend the money on the permit to work and then the clubs be slow like it may be their slow season or they may have like a concert or a fest going on so everything else is kind of slow like the regular clubs all of that is slow because of this event going on here so sometimes you take some bigger losses traveling but sometimes you make some bigger bags because you're the new face in the club everybody want to get to know you they want see what you're about and if you're real entertaining like me not to toot my own horn you're gonna draw the attention in so it could be a big blessing i need you to spill some super top secret dancer information and i don't exactly have a question but i know that there has to be something that people you know maybe ask you from time to time about it or i mean there's got to be some dirt that people just wonder about that you can reveal to us yeah like what's your most frequently asked asked question as a dancer. I'm really, really flexible. I'm 5'10", and I can pretty much fold myself in half. I'm sure Angela can attest to the number that I've said, like, oh my God, she's bendy. The most frequent question I ever get is like, can you do that in the bedroom? Which of course is very, you know, that's where their mind goes. Most of the time, the answer is always yes. That's how I learn how to do those positions. (laughs) Like you get your body in a weird position in the bedroom. And then when you don't have that extra weight pushing you down into the bed, it makes it easier to do it but there really isn't like any like crazy things that people ask that I think is like a big top secret or anything like I don't know I'm, mm. I guess I'm a pretty wholesome stripper I guess Jordana and I talked about when we get new girls into the club and they put on baby oil and then go up Ooh. and touch the pole I know that that's a big no-no but go ahead and talk yes. about that a little bit but it's a, I'm shocked I am shocked because it has it has become like a new way dancers putting on like baby oil gel and it's like they'll be like well I don't do no pole tricks yeah but you're gonna roll around on the floor and now the stage is an ice rink like do not wear any oils in the strip clubs like no oily lotion no baby oil no baby oil gel it don't matter as soon as you sweat it's coming back out of your pores and if I slip I'm going to sue you I can't sue the club but I can sue you for putting oil on so girl just don't oils glitter like body glitter like it's just certain things that when I was brought up in the game you just learned not to do you don't wear body glitter you don't wear baby oil you don't wear thick lotion because all of that is a disaster the glitter gets on married guys they gotta go home they gotta hear that from their wife and now you done lost 
the customer. Oil is just dangerous because just walking across the stage can be a hazard. I've literally just slipped and failed walking across a stage because somebody had on like oil or a lotion. I don't know why girls do it. Can we please like not do that anymore? Like, please. If you want to oil up, hit Vegas, they do oil wrestling contests. I think like find some place that do that type of entertainment. But yeah, no, we ain't doing baby oil. Mm-mm. I'm nice. So I'll pull them to the side and say something to them about it, especially if I see them doing it. But if they continue to do it now, you're just being disrespectful because I asked you nicely not to do it and you're continuing to do it. It's causing a problem. So let's address this issue so it doesn't happen anymore. We all grown. Let's be smarter than the guys that we get to tip us. Okay. Let's be smarter than the men. We all got to work here. If I'm slipping, I know you're walking back up on the stage and slipping on your own oil. Just stop. Just stop. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. And it's like a new wave to just stop. Mm -mm. The experience continues. We just love talking to Shayla and could not get enough of it, so our interview ran a little long. We're going to break it up over the next few episodes, and in the next episode, we're going to discuss things like her touring the South, the underbelly of the industry, how toleration is not celebration, and about the time she got blacklisted in Nashville. And with that, we're we're here here if you need to talk. Did I scream?